I'm David D'Onofrio, Special Collections Librarian at the U.S. Naval Academy. And we're here in Special Collections and Archives today to talk about this bronze statue of General Douglas MacArthur. For years, this statue sat on top of a file cabinet, essentially, and one would walk past, going back into the collections to grab something for someone, and wonder to themselves, why is there a statue of Douglas MacArthur at the Naval Academy? Wasn't he superintendent of the Military Academy? Located several Highland cabinets next to said statue was a block of wood in the shape of a trapezoid uh, with its, its siding pieces having fallen off. And so one day when those were reassembled, uh, it was clear that this piece was not just some piece of formica just sitting by itself. It wasn't just some trapezoid, but it was the base of the statue. Once reassembled, it became at least a little clearer as to why this statue was at the Naval Academy. Uh, emblazoned upon the trapezoid on a metal plaque are the words, this memorial in honor of a great soldier is presented to the Naval Academy by a sailor who saw in action General MacArthur's devotion to duty, honor, country. The sailor who witnessed those actions was the U.S. Navy's top destroyer squadron commander in World War II, Arleigh Burke. Today on A History of the Navy in 100 Objects, we chat with the former Deputy Commandant of the Naval Academy, Captain Clint Carroll, about why this statue might have found its home at USNA. To understand why General MacArthur is in Nimitz Library, we first need an introduction to Admiral Arleigh Burke, the man who donated the statue. So when I think about Arleigh Burke, I, I, I think about him first and foremost as a tactical leader, his leadership in World War II and just how aggressive he was. I mean, this is a man that his standing orders to his COs in Desron 23 was uh, attack the enemy on contact. Don't ask me if you want me to engage, don't stop to pause, don't attack. Press the attack. Um, you know, uh, a squadron which was so aggressive and so storied, this is a squadron of destroyers, way smaller than destroyers of, of today, uh, were able to take out uh, one cruiser, uh, nine destroyers, um, one submarine, a myriad of corvettes and, and other smaller ships and 30 airplanes. Um, uh, some folks think that 31 knot Burke was a nickname that was always a compliment, and which is not the truth. It, it, it was initially meant to kind of a, give him a hard time because one of the ships in his squadron had a boiler casualty and could not do the normal 34 knots of the group and so he ordered the group to maximum speed for that ship, 31 knots. And so it was initially met kind of as a backhanded, hey, you can only do 31 knots, uh, and it fairly quickly uh, became that, you know, but he will do the best he can with what he's got every time. He's going to press the attack, he's going to press. So here was his limitation, 31 knots, that's what we're doing, you know. Uh, and it just, you know, from a tactical perspective, exceedingly aggressive leader. Uh, exceedingly uh, warfighting focused. So what's the connection between Admiral Burke and General MacArthur? Captain Carroll gives us his perspective. Well from the, you know, when you think about him as a strategic perspective, and, and this is the first I'd ever heard of him gifting a, a statue of MacArthur, which I find interesting, right? I, I don't specifically know of his personal relationship with MacArthur, but um, given his time in World War II and then given his time in the truce tents of Korea, uh, one can assume that he did have a fairly solid personal relationship with MacArthur. Um, 
and admired. So it was a personal admiration and relationship between two of the most influential military leaders that led this statue to finding its home at the U.S. Naval Academy. Thanks for joining us today on the podcast, and we hope to see you soon at the Naval Academy Museum.